welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. Hey, welcome to Vineyard, everybody. Good morning. My name is Cody Busick. I'm the pastor here uh, at Vineyard, and I'm just so glad that you're with us. Uh, a couple of things as we get started. If you'd like to give an offering this morning, you can do so on our website, vkcwest.com. Uh, you can also do it in the top right-hand corner if you're on the church online platform. You can, you can give there. Uh, that song we just sang, uh, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, My God, That is Who You Are. I love that because it, it just fills me with such bold confidence to live differently, to live in the new way that Jesus has made us to live. And that's important as we go into our Grow in Grace series that we're working in right now because we can boldly grow in grace. We can boldly uh, now show that, that grace and love to others that God has given to us. See, each week we're looking at a different relationship that grace works itself into. Now, last week we looked at grace for me. Today we're going to look at grace for others. There's a key verse that we're using for this series, 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So there's a grace that is of Jesus Christ. His grace is not about transaction, like it's just, okay, now I've given it to you, but it's about transformation. Well, how can he do that? Well, it's transformation of our, our very being, uh, that we would become in a right relationship with God, uh, the person that he created us to be, and, and, and then be in a right relationship with other people. So last week, here's what we talked about. We talked about grace for me, so our relationship with God, our vertical relationship. So God's grace is un, God's unmerited favor for us. So it's based upon his, his unconditional love and care for us and compassion for us. And so it's not based upon our performance about how good or bad we've been in our lives, but it's just simply based upon what God has done, not what we have done. And then we see that God's grace is, is available in a way that is just inexhaustible. Uh, it cannot be exhausted and, it, and it's abundant for us. And then we saw that salvation is by grace, that grace is the vehicle that salvation actually happens in. And, and so, so it's something that we receive, but God does everything, and then we receive it into our lives. So God decided that grace would be right at the center of our relationship and how we're made right with him. And, and what happens then is it's the central component of our relationship with God. Grace has to be right there. So a central component is that which a system or, or something relies upon. Uh, it depends upon it. And so it can't function without it. So when you think of your car, it, it, if I were to take the engine out of your car when you were sleeping one night and you came out to start it up, that puppy would not run. It wouldn't run at all. In the same way, if grace wasn't involved the way that God set it up, we wouldn't have a relationship with God. He set it up that way that grace would be that central component for our relationship with him. And I was thinking about this this last week. Actually, let me confess. It's been a, it's been a, a, a to-do for one of my sons for about six to eight weeks. Uh, his ceiling fan in his room, actually, uh, he pulled the chain off. Uh, he's big and strong now and pulled the chain off and there was just a little bit of the chain left and I said well uh, this still works and then I pulled it and then I pulled the chain out just completely out I didn't know how to fix this I, I had so I looked it up online and, and there's actually this central component of this chain that was connected to the light the fan still worked but you couldn't get the fan and in light to work at the same time or you couldn't turn the light off 
And there's a central component that is just this little light kit and the chain goes up in there and the chain had fallen out. So you get a new light kit. So yesterday I went to Menards and I got the new light kit and guess what? I installed it, the central component is there and the light and the fan uh, can work interchangeably or one at a time. That's the central component, just like grace in our lives. So if God made grace as a central component of a relationship with him, why wouldn't he make grace as the central component for a relationship with each other? I believe he has, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is that our part is, is to receive and grow in grace in Jesus Christ, and then take that grace and then mirror it to other people. Mirror it to other people in our lives so that they would experience grace as well. And, and here's why this is important. Most of us are so busy doing life that we neglect or we just accept relationships with people that really end up being subpar and really end up being unhealthy uh, because, because we're just doing life, we're too busy. Or, or we think that we can't have a better relationship. That could be it too. And so that happens in our lives, but what grace does, grace makes that relationship that we've always longed for and desired for in our lives to be able to be possible. And so let's look at that today. You know, our relationships with our friends, our family, our spouses, our children, our coworkers, our neighbors, such important relationships, but we need help from God. And he's given that to us with grace. And so Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, uh, he was writing to his trainee, Timothy, uh, about, uh, about how he was operating with people and how to lead as a, as a pastor. And he wrote this to him in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. He said, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. So what God's grace does, what this could look like if we're strong in the grace of Jesus Christ, is that God's grace creates an environment that is at its beginning, its, its, its middle, its core, and at the end, where people can receive grace, where people can be free to be who God made them to be, and they can move and flow and grow in that grace. It creates this freedom that we can live in, and the defensiveness goes down, and the, and, and the unforgiveness goes down, and the bitterness goes down, and the, and the anger goes down, and the freedom comes as we're able to operate and move in grace. And that's why Paul's writing, be strong in this grace that is in Jesus Christ. As we do that, it flows out into our lives to other people. And so there's three ways that we can see today that we can be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. The first is this, to have grace as our words. Grace as our words. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says this, do not let anyone, any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So did you catch that? Don't let any unwholesome talk, okay? So nothing that, that, is, that, is, up, that is below standard, nothing that isn't whole or, or builds people up. Don't even let it come out of your mouth, it says, but only what's helpful in building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So the word benefit here at the end of the verse, that it may benefit those who listen, that word is actually charis which actually is the word for grace. And so, so that it may grace those who listen, that it's a gift to those who listen. So our words absolutely can be a, a grace, a gift to other people. Now, words are powerful. We sang in one of the songs today that, that, that God spoke and created all things. 
That's what the Bible says, that he spoke everything into existence. And so words are very powerful. They create or tear down reality in our lives. Uh, they, they compound in our hearts. You know, it was Albert, Albert Einstein that spoke of, speaking of compounding interest with money, that it was the eighth wonder of the world and how small amounts deposited consistently over time grew into a large sum. So it is with words. Our words compound in our relationships over time. And so maybe I don't speak uh, huge negative words to somebody, but if I use little biting words at them every day over time, I'm gonna have a problem with that relationship because it's compounding in my relationship with them. And it's definitely not grace. It's definitely not something that benefits them or builds them up. Now the opposite is true too, that if I speak words of encouragement, maybe I don't you know, have some big gusto celebration but I just speak words of encouragement, words of encouragement, words of grace, 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 and in their lives, then what happens is over time, I have a really good relationship with that person. Why? It's compounded in their life, and we have a relationship that's built upon grace. And so today, think of your relationships. If you have a poor relationship with somebody that's important to you today, rest assured that you got there by partly by words that were spoken, words that were spoken negatively by them or by you or each other. In, in, in the same way, if you have a really good relationship with somebody that's important to you today, you got there by the positive, grace-filled words that were spoken to each other during those times. And you know, I, I remember one conversation where words of grace were spoken to me, and it, it was a very important time. I, I, had, I felt like I wasn't leading my family well. I felt like I had made a move from, from a town and, and from, from a church and I left too early and, and I, I just felt like I blew it. I felt like I navigated well up to that point in, in my life and family and, and, and all of a sudden I was in this place of like, and I think I blew it. I think I made the wrong decision in this time. And I was sitting, eating some Mexican food with, with my dad and, and we're sitting there and I shared this with him and, and just about how I just, I felt like I made the wrong choice. And, and he said this to me, he said, you know what, Cody, you're finding out you're fallible. You're finding out you're fallible, that, that, you, that you're, you know, you're, you're flawed. And he, he just spoke grace over me. He said, he said, that's okay. We all are. We're going to make mistakes. And it was just such words of grace to me because it set me free. It set me free from trying to be perfect. It set me from, free from trying to perform. It set me free from, from trying to, to really you know, be puffed up about always making the right decision. And instead of, it actually brought health to me and I learned from it, whereas I wasn't learning from it. It was just something about performance. Like, oh, I, I didn't do it right. But as he spoke words of grace to me, he didn't say, well, yeah, you did get it wrong or, or yeah, you did blow it, but he spoke grace. And it absolutely encouraged me to this day, even though it was many years ago. And, and, and obviously I'm, I'm telling you about it. That's what words do. Words are so powerful, you guys. Most of your relationships, I would guess, you could uh, really sit there in how you feel about that relationship you could sit there and write it down based upon the words that are spoken by the other person to you or the words that you speak to them. And then the next thing that we can be strong in grace with is grace is presence. Grace is presence. You know, Jesus came and he moved into the neighborhood. He wasn't God far off and said, come to me, but he actually came down amongst people and lived amongst us. And so it's incarnational. He became one of us. And that's how life is to be lived. It's not to be far off, but it's face to face, flesh on flesh. 
In Galatians chapter 6, it's, this is written in verse 1 and 2. It says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So did you catch it there? In verse 1, where it said, should restore that person gently. So the word restore... It means to make someone as they ought to be. Isn't that beautiful? To restore someone to what they're meant to be. And, and you can't do that from far away. You've got to be close. You have to give your presence to it. And then notice too the word gently, right? Gently. You can't do something from far away. You can't do gentleness far away. You've got to be in close proximity. And then notice too in verse 2, carry each other's burdens in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. So carry is, is just to take the weight off, to take the weight off of them and to put the weight where? Well, put it on to Jesus. He can handle it. But then two, to put the weight on to you, that you're close enough to take the weight off of somebody else, to be able to take the heaviness off of them, right? That's a different way of, of living. And so whether somebody sinned against you or, or, or whether somebody has sinned, uh, against somebody else or, or against God. And, and as you see that in your life, grace is bringing your presence into that and being with them in that, right? I mean, it's one thing to stand off if somebody's offended you and say, sure, I forgive you over text or over Zoom or over the phone. But it's a whole other thing to sit in front of the person and, and walk it out with them and bring them through that in gentleness and then to help carry it as well. That's grace. When I was a youth pastor, we used to take high school students backpacking through Yosemite National Park in California. And at certain times, people would be fatigued or people would have, uh, they would have blisters uh, or they would just get into general trouble physically or, or they just couldn't carry the weight because we distribute food and other things to, to each person. And so what would happen is if somebody couldn't carry their weight or if they had some other physical problems, then we would distribute the weight to each other. And, and, and you would know that you were carrying somebody else's weight. Or if it got really bad, then we would take their whole pack, uh, you know, and, and they would walk without the pack for a while. And then and later on, we'd give them the pack with nothing in it and, and, and so on. But it was to help them out. We carried the weight for them. That's what we would do. And, and there were some people, too, that as a joke, they would actually find a big rock and they would put it in somebody else's pack, right? That's the opposite, uh, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, man, I've got weight in here that I didn't choose. Well, when we decide to be with somebody in presence, we can do that. We can help take that weight off of them and help free them up. The next thing is this, is that grace as forgiveness. Grace is forgiveness. So Matthew 6, verse 14 through 15 says this, for if you forgive other people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So here's what we know, right? You will automatically stock up the fuel that you're burning, okay? So I have a couple of different landscaping items, a, a lawnmower and a, and a blower and a, and, a, and a weed eater and and you know the lawnmower takes straight gas and so so as i burn that fuel i put straight gas in there well the weed eater and the, and the blower they actually take a, a a different fuel where i have to mix oil in that and so so when i go to buy fuel for those things 
I need to get the just straight gas and the oil. Well, the same principle is for our lives. And so if, if, I'm, if I'm going after unforgiveness and I'm not forgiving people in my life as, as they offend me or they, they sin against me or they do things against me, you know, if I don't forgive them, then when I go back to get fuel for my life, I'm not going to go get forgiveness. That's why it says that if you don't forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And then before that, it says your heavenly father will also forgive you if you forgive others. Because you just aren't going to look for it. Your, your heart is going to grow hard, so you're not going to go after forgiveness. That's why it's built in that if you forgive, he'll forgive you. If you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. Why? Because you're not looking for forgiveness. You'll go after different fuel in your life. It's also saying to you guys that if you've received the grace of God, that unforgiveness is not an option. It's checkmating you here saying, look, if you're a partaker of, of the grace of God, you get to go mirror that and spread that with other people. It's locked in as a follower of, of Jesus Christ. Now, what do we do with this? Like, how, how do we take this home today? How can you make this hit street level in your life? Well, the first thing I would say is choose one relationship to shift to words of grace. You probably thought earlier when we talked about the compounding interest of words and how they build a negative relationship with somebody or a positive relationship. Change those words to words of grace in a relationship and watch how it absolutely transforms that relationship and you. The next thing is deliver grace through the vehicle of presence for someone that is offended, sinned against you, or sinned. And you have maybe said the words, but go and be with them. Go and be with them and give that presence to them so that now you help bring grace into their lives in healing. You'll be amazed at what it does and the result that it brings. The next thing is this, is choose to forgive and speak words of forgiveness to another person. Right? As we talked about unforgiveness today, we, we all had a person or, or, or a group of people or someone come into our lives. And if you're able to, to be able to speak those words of, I forgive you to that person. You know, sometimes people say, well, I can't forgive them because they haven't asked forgiveness yet. Here's, here's one thing I've learned is that sometimes people have a different idea of what happened or what the offense was or whether it was a big deal than you do. And so when you speak to somebody like, hey, I want to let you know I forgive you, it's kind of a big deal because somebody says, wow, if you say that you forgive me, that means that there was something to be forgiven of. And, and sometimes they will see like, wow, you know what? I realized that that was a big deal. I'm sorry I hurt you. And that's the boldness that we have in Jesus, right? Uh, we are free people because of the grace of God in our lives and we're becoming who we are, we're being transformed. And so we can take the lead on that. I mean, look at what Jesus did, right? This is the grace of Jesus Christ that we wanna be strong in. Let's look at his life. He didn't sit back and wait for us. Romans 5.8 says that, that God demonstrated his love for us that while we we're still sinners, he sent Christ, his son, to die for us. And so he didn't wait for people to make everything right, but he went to us while we we're still in the midst of all of our stuff. Now as followers of Jesus, we get to be that way, boldly confident in Jesus Christ, forgiving, loving others, showering grace upon other people. So let's turn up grace in our lives, you guys. Let's turn it up in every relationship, everywhere we go, 
professionally, personally, with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our family, with our kids, with our spouses. Let's turn up grace. And a way to think about this is if you have been around a hose recently, right? We're, we're starting to be outside and watering things with spring happening. And, and, you know, a hose, if you turn it on a trickle, you can make a little bit of a dent. But if you've ever turned on a hose with really high pressure and it just starts to just flail everywhere and water's going everywhere, you know, most adults, when that happens, we, we just want to shut off the water, right? We just want to shut it off because why? Because it's a mess. It's getting all over the house. It's getting all over everybody. But, you know, if you watch a little child or a child at heart, when that hose starts spraying everywhere, they love it. They want to get everybody wet. They want to get wet and, and get everything around them wet. Well, you know, Jesus said that if, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you've got to become like a little child. And so, you guys, let's turn up the, the, the grace hose in our lives. Let's turn it all the way up and let it splash on everybody. As people that follow Jesus, as people that have received his, his new life, his gift of life in our lives, we can do that boldly, you guys. Turn up grace in our lives. Let it flow to everybody else. Let's create environments where grace flows freely. Where when there's a little misstep or there's something that goes wrong, it's not, we don't pounce on people. We deliver grace. So the next time that you come across a situation that there's an offense or something went wrong, deliver grace. You'll find that it's awesome. You'll find that it's so good to just deliver grace to everyone around you. You'll be amazed what happens. Now, as we end today, uh, we're going to have uh, Nikki and, and Matt and Shane come back up to lead us in, in another song. But as we end today, I always want to give an opportunity to everyone that needs to, to give their life to Jesus Christ. And so, you, you may not have ever given your life to Jesus Christ. I've talked about this grace that he has, this unmerited favor for you, and, and, it, and then it's not based upon your performance, but it's restoring that relationship with God and then, and then ultimately other people. And, and, and you say, you know what, I want that today. Well, here, there's a simple prayer that you can pray, and there's no magic in the prayer, but it's the intent of your heart meeting the intent of God's heart. And in that moment, salvation and new life and new birth comes. So if that sounds good to you, let's pray this prayer this morning. And if you do, you'll be a new creation, the Bible says, that the old is gone and the new has come in Jesus Christ. So let's pray together. And this is a great moment, too, that maybe you've strayed from God. Maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe you've hardened your heart. Maybe that unforgiveness in your life has made it so that you haven't been going to the well of grace. You've, you've been you've been. You've been in that place of, of, of not receiving from God because you've hardened your heart. This is a great time for you, too, to rededicate your life to Jesus and give your life back to him. So let's pray together. Here's the prayer. It's super simple. Lord, come into my life. I'm in need of a Savior. I ask you to wash me and cleanse me and make me new. I believe that you died for my sin and that you rose again from the dead. So now fill me with new life by your Holy Spirit. I now make you Savior and Lord of my life. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer today, if you prayed that prayer, you're a new creation. God has met you. He's, he's, 
He's given his new life to you. Your sins are forgiven, washed away. But then comes the walking through with this and getting to know him in life. And so we want to encourage you in that. So if, if you prayed that prayer this morning, then, then I want to ask you to text the word faith to 97000. So faith to 97000. And then we'll be able to help you get a Bible, help encourage you, help you uh, get into a group of other people that are seeking after Jesus and receiving that grace as well. We'd like to encourage you and help you with that today. Uh, lastly, you know, if you're new with us, I encourage you to fill out a communication card uh, and introduce yourself to us. You can do that at vkcwest.com. Let's bring these guys back up for worship. And God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. And listen, during this time, please reach out if you need help. Please reach out if you need help in any way. That's what we're here for. And uh, be encouraged. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.